Welcome to the Work Life Coach Podcast. I'm Leah May, corporate HR exec turned leadership and life coach. It's time to step away from the Sunday scaries, imposter syndrome, and burnout into self-leadership, emotional intelligence, and intentionality so you can build a fulfilling and authentic work life. Let's go. Welcome back. Welcome back. How is your week going? Have you ever had one of those weeks that just fly by and you wonder where in the world the time went? I have been there and still sometimes have those weeks myself. My antidote for this, however, is to set an intention for the week, something to focus on, to foster, and even amidst a busy work schedule. And the way I do that is with a reminder. It's usually a sticky note above my desk. I tend to be a very visual person, so that helps me. But you could also put a reminder on your calendar, on your phone. And it's just something I try to check in with a couple of times a week to make sure that I'm being intentional with how I'm spending my days and what I'm prioritizing. My intention this past week was connection. So I made plans to attend a local community choir. I'm planning a gathering in my home in a couple of weeks for a painting night. And I've been loving connecting with so many of you. I've been getting all the emails and the DMs of your excitement and support for the show, sharing all your favorite parts, and I'm so grateful. So thank you for adding to my week's intention of connection. Uh, it's been really exciting to see where everyone is listening in from. And because these episodes drop every Monday, if you happen to be listening at the beginning of the week, I encourage you to set your own intention Really, whenever you're listening to this, it's not too late. So take a moment, really think about how you want to feel. What's that emotion? What's that feeling that you're going after? And set your own intention for the week. Before we get into today's letter, if you are wondering how to get your own question answered here on the podcast, I just want to remind you that you can click the link in the show notes or you can head over to the theworklifecoachpodcast.com. That's theworklifecoachpodcast.com to submit your own questions. You can leave a voice note or you can fill in the written form um, for an opportunity to be featured here, either with your name or anonymous. We've got all options to keep you covered there. Okay, let's go. Let's get into this. And as we do, our weekly reminder that coaching is nuanced. The folks that are writing in are unique people with unique circumstances their coaching may or may not apply to you. So use this conversation as a starting point for your own exploration and your own curiosity. Coaching is never about giving you all the answers, but it's simply about guiding you back to your own inner wisdom. Got it? All right. Today, Kai, they, them, is writing in from the void of indecision. Kai says, Leah, can you help me? I am a 40-year-old who, for the life of me, can't seem to make a decision without second-guessing myself. Whether it's choosing what to order for lunch, picking out what to wear for a presentation, or making serious life choices, I'm just constantly haunted by the fear of screwing up. The inability to decide is messing with me, and it really feels paralyzing. At work, I'm always worried about making mistakes that could jeopardize my career. So instead, I do nothing and I feel like I'm just completely stalling out. And then in my personal life, I feel like I've seen potential relationships completely fizzle because I just couldn't figure out if someone was right for me. I've put off important life decisions like relocating or even furthering my education because I'm worried about going down the wrong path. Do you have any thoughts on how to boost my decision-making confidence and shake off this fear of messing up? Thanks for being there for folks like me who need a bit of guidance. Cheers, Kai. All right, Kai, don't you worry. I've got you. 
decision-making can be challenging. I find for a lot of folks who grew up with perfectionism, this is especially the case. And we talked about this a bit in episode two, the episode about imposter syndrome. A lot of folks who grow up with a high achievement background or perfectionistic tendencies in their families or folks who just struggle in general with confidence, they tend to be fearful of making decisions. Or they tend to really procrastinate on making decisions because they're trying to make sure they've considered every angle, every potential path, and make sure that what they choose is just right. This can also have a tie into people-pleasing, right? Well, what does everyone else want to do? What if my boss or my social circle doesn't agree with my choice? So you can see there are a lot of different reasons that we struggle with decision-making. And it clearly has its impacts from rumination, uh, lost time, lack of presence in our work and in our relationships, increased anxiety, sometimes poor sleep. There are a lot of impacts of not being able to make a choice. And did you know the research says on average that our brains make about 35,000 decisions a day? Now, I know that number seems wild, but that indeed is the number that the research points to. So imagine if you have to stop and ponder and fret even over just 1% of those decisions. That's still 350 decisions a day. Now, imagine your brain as a computer for a moment. In each of those decisions, it's one open tab in the internet browser of your brain we can quickly begin to understand the impact of slow or stalled out decision-making or fear of decision-making. If each open tab in your brain pulls away mental energy, that is a massive cognitive load that we are carrying. Now, there are a lot of reasons to want to improve your confidence around decisions and to quicken this cycle. It's going to alleviate so much suffering and give you back a ton of time a ton of confidence, and honestly, just overall, it's going to increase your happiness. So let's talk about how to solve this problem. As a coach, I'm always going to be looking for what's going on in the thought process of someone like Kai who's really scared to make a decision. It's not just about wanting to get it right. And I'm curious about what Kai's brain tells them when they get it wrong. Because Kai is talking about fear. What if I make the wrong decision? There's a lot of weight then to any choice that they have to make. And that fear is so strong that in Kai's situation, they're stalling out and they're just not making choices at all. Because I've coached so many clients on the same topic, my curiosity goes straight to Kai's self-talk. What does that inner dialogue sound like in your mind? And most importantly, what will your mind make it mean if you choose the wrong thing? Does your brain tell you that you're a failure? your total screw up? Does it mean that you're a 40-year-old and you should have figured all of this out by now? Does it mean that people will think less of you or judge you if you make the wrong choice? If you have a loop of negative self-talk, you're going to try to avoid the pain of that internal negativity. No one likes to be told that they're doing everything wrong, including yourself, even if it's your own brain saying it, right? You're going to try to avoid that pain, that negativity at all costs. So maybe you stall out because you're afraid of your own inner voice. You're afraid of the repercussions of feeling like you messed up. This is often where people get into a shame spiral, right? They feel like they have made a negative choice. Their brain starts all this negative self-talk beating them up, and now they're spiraling in shame. So 
Creating awareness around your inner dialogue, it's really the first step to decision-making. What do you make it mean when you, quote-unquote, choose wrong? Do you think that your friends or your boss will talk about you behind your back? Are you avoiding your own negative self-talk? What are your reasons for sitting in decision? And there is always a reason, and it is never, I don't know. Okay, so be on to yourself, become aware of your internal dialogue and creating awareness with any type of change, it's 50% of the work. So I want you to really stop and unpack this as often as you can. Truly spend some time here. When you notice yourself stalling on a choice, ask why. Now, I'm always a fan of tracking this data. So keep a journal, keep a note in your phone and see if there's any recurring patterns. Is it people-pleasing? Is it wanting to be liked? Fear of living with a bad choice? Now that you begin to understand what's happening internally and why you're avoiding those choices, you can make a plan and you know where you need to direct your work. Planning for how you'll handle a future decision and thinking through that in advance will help you feel less overwhelmed when it comes to the next choice. For Kai, I want to just start with the small decisions. So I'm not going to say, you know, go uproot your life, move across the country, or quit your job tomorrow. Because Kai mentioned that this happens with decisions big and small. So I really want to help them have a plan. With any coaching tool or any personal growth, we're always going to start small, bite size. We want to try to create some safety for our minds to explore, especially because there's fear present. Now, you could just, you know, jump off the cliff, go for the major life change. But for someone like Kai, who's expressed so much discomfort around decisions, that's likely going to create a negative response in the nervous system, right? It might even trigger fight or flight in the body. And that's not a place that we want to go. So let's talk about those day-to-day decisions that Kai mentioned. What to eat, what to wear, maybe whether or not to commit to a social engagement. These small decisions the ones that aren't going to have a significantly huge impact one way or the other, this is where we begin. I want to practice so we can earn trust and safety with our own decision-making. So how are you going to have your back when your brain offers you that narrative of negative self-talk? You know, the voice that said, don't mess up, you've got to get this right. What are you going to tell it instead? This is where we start to create the plan. What am I going to do the next time my brain offers all of this unhelpful chatter. It could sound something like, I am learning to trust myself to make this decision. So we tap into that new belief. I am learning to trust myself to make this decision. We're going to override that negative loop in our mind. And then I'm going to challenge you to make a 10-second decision. In 10 seconds, there's not a lot of time to weigh a bunch of different thoughts and options, right? So I'm going to have my own back. And I'm going to say, if I don't like the sandwich, I'll order a different one tomorrow. If I hit traffic, then I'll know the next time to take the other route. I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to decide in 10 seconds. If I don't like these pants, once I get to work, I don't like the way they feel. I'll remember that. I'm going to remove them from the rotation next week. You hear that? This is me having my own back and allowing myself grace to get it wrong. My brain is offering, you know, what if I choose incorrectly? And what I say back to it is, no worries, then I'll know for next time. And notice the language that I chose for the mantra or the affirmation. I said, I'm learning to trust myself with decision-making. 
I'm not coming in with total positivity. I've got this. I can do this, right? You may or may not believe that. And we're not trying to trick our brains into believing something that they just don't. Because spoil alert, it won't work. We need a stepping stone to get to this confidence. A transition point that takes us from, I'm afraid to make the wrong choice, to I'm learning to trust my decision making. It's okay if we don't get it right 100% of the time. I'm experimenting, right? And there's room. There's so much room to not be perfect when it's just an experiment. So using tentative language will allow us to take a step closer while we're working on that internal belief and that internal confidence that will allow us to have our own back. So back to these smaller decisions, Kai, I really want you to focus on what is that self-talk when I approach a decision? And then how do I follow through? Part one is planning ahead of time. Part two is the aftercare. After this happens, how do I make sure that I'm being kind to myself? One of my favorite ways to make a decision is to let myself know that it's okay to experiment and everything is data. Now, my clients hear me say this all the time. Every single thing, it's just data. So no matter the decision, I'm going to collect data. No matter the outcome, I'm going to collect data. And I'm either going to learn, you know, heck yeah, that was an amazing choice. Or, hmm, this one didn't really go as planned. Good to know for next time. And that voice that I'm talking in, the one I just gave you now, that's a piece of my own internal dialogue. That's how I speak to myself when I'm making choices. Huh, good to know for next time. Good information. You're never going to hear me say, I should have known better. See, you did it again. What an idiot. Why did I do that? Because that negative cycle is the one that I've learned to break. One small decision and one moment of self-compassion at a time. I've learned in time with the smaller choices and now leaning into the bigger choices that I always have my own back. And if I'm willing to do the work on my internal narrative, there's not a lot of big decisions that are just totally going to screw up the trajectory of my life. Most decisions can be undone or remade. Let's say that I switch careers and I go and try to be something else. I get into it and I just don't love it. Well, okay, I've still got a great resume. I'm going to fall back on it and I'll go find a different company and start doing what I was doing before. Or let's say that I move. I give up my house and I decide that I want to be a globetrotter and I want to travel and see the world, bounce around from Airbnb to Airbnb. And I do it for three months and I absolutely hate it. I'm so lonely. I miss my stuff. I miss having a home. Okay, then let me plan on where I want that next home to be. I tried the traveling life. It wasn't good for me. Good information. As long as you are kind to yourself with self-compassion, you can shift to make different choices if the last one didn't pan out. And that example, the globetrotting one, that was a real example from my own life, by the way. So I want to tell you that decision-making, it's really just about removing the fear. And the fear is 90% of the time, how am I going to speak to myself internally? Or what are other people going to think of me? Yes, there are actions to consequences. But the majority of the time, the decisions you make can be remade, reevaluated, and it's all data. So if we want to take the sting out of decision-making, the way to experiment again is to start small. What can I do this week to help me be more confident in my decisions? So we're going to make a plan, how to speak to ourselves, and then you're going to give yourself a time limit 10 seconds. 
for those tiny decisions. In time, we earn trust with ourselves. I can choose the restaurant. I can make the weekend plans. And the smaller decisions start to feel easier and easier. Then we can practice on those medium decisions. Do I want to ask my boss for more responsibilities? Should I use my remaining PTO for the year to do a solo travel experience? Do I want to ask that person on another date? We build trust by exploring our internal narrative, considering our choice, and then committing to one. We have our back. We follow that choice. No matter the outcome, more trust is built. More confidence is built. Then we get to take on even bigger decisions. Now, this process takes intention. Staying with the work, writing it down, making a plan, following through. And with practice, you become more confident. But you have to stay intentional. This is not going to sort itself out on its own, right? And notice that it is not having everything figured out beforehand that gives us the confidence. It's being willing to make the choice, use it as data, practice self-compassion, and repeat. We don't wait to feel confident to act. We act to build the confidence. Finally, as we get to those really big life choices, making moves, selling property, ending or beginning relationships, switching career paths, we're going to follow the same process, but we also want to tap into our values as guideposts. Now, if you don't know your values, um, I've got a free workbook that I'm going to link in the show notes to help you get really clear on those. But our values are the things that make us feel alive, engaged, connected. It's not what society deems as important, but it's what do I deem as important for my life? So to make these bigger decisions, we're going to check in with our values. And then we're also going to check in with our motivations. Am I doing this because my boss or my family or my friends think this is right? Or is it because I'm aligning to my values and my curiosities? The most important thing in making a big decision is, will I have my own back no matter what? Will I allow myself to learn and expand? And can I be kind in the process? Confidence doesn't happen to us. It's built one decision at a time. Kai, I wish you the best as you begin this journey. Please keep us posted and know that we are all here cheering you on every step of the way. All right, friends, until next time. Thanks so much for being here, for tuning in, for leaving a review, for subscribing to the show. All of these actions help get the word out so more and more people can lead intentional and meaningful work lives. As a token of appreciation, I have a special gift for you. Head on over to theworklifecoachpodcast.com slash thank you, or simply click the link in the show notes for my library of free resources, worksheets, and exclusive content to help support you on your journey. Thank you for being a part of our community and I'll see you next time.